let's start over here. And just introduce yourself where you're from. Uh, Dean Hopkins, pastor of Chilton for nine years, and I've been at Saddleback Resources for the last three. And uh, here at Calvary, actually, I'm in a nice every now and then. So, yeah. Awesome. I'm Chad White, Cabot Chapel, Sonora. I'm for the Hills team. Sound for you guys. Uh, yeah, we're the worship leaders. Just volunteer. This is more Awesome. I'm Mike Lyle, Capital of Calvary. Uh, do uh, worship on the worship team, high school ministry, and I teach the second and fifth grade class. Oh, awesome. That's cool. I'm Matt Ferris from Calvary Chapel, Sun Valley. Um, I lead worship with my wife. Over at our church, we do every other Sunday and nearly every Wednesday night. And then every now and then when the high school ministry asks us to do their these nights now, so we used to teach the high school. Awesome. Very cool. I'm Don McComb at the uh, Calvary Capitola. Worship in there. Okay. So you guys are together here? All three of you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm Jacob Wyatt. I'm from Calvary Capitola as well. Uh, and I... Yeah. <laughs> um, I help out with the uh, the youth group and I'm on the youth worship team. Awesome. Hi, I'm Joyce and I'm from uh, Kevin Monroe. Uh, and I play piano for a couple of years, and I just kind of like new to um, playing guitar, but yeah. I like to uh, kind of like, uh, start to learn playing guitar so I could, because I have two kids and they have their friends come over to our house, so I think it will be a lot easier yeah. to kind of like, uh, play with kids. Yeah. I'm Matt, and I'm on the worship team with these other three gentlemen. Wow. So we make up whatever 40% of the room here. <laughs> I'm Jerry, I'm with uh, Cornell Press, I'm with uh, Contemporary Worship. Oh, fantastic. I'm Hannah, my dad's pastor at Calvary Chapel Hayward, and I'm always just like, our Welcome. That's great. Well, I'm kind of assuming that there's there's a number of different levels you guys are at as far as as far as guitar. Maybe some of you guys are, are much more experienced and should be up here teaching it. Some of you guys might just be starting out. So we're going to go over just some basic things today that I think will be helpful for for the context. Um, real quick question. How many of you guys find yourself uh, playing frequently, frequently with another acoustic guitar player at all? Anybody? So sometimes you'll have multiple acoustic players. Um, I think that's kind of where we'd like to start off today. You know, we all know that the acoustic guitar can be really used as a beautiful instrument uh, of of transitioning songs. It can be, it can, it it really adds a a wonderful dynamic. Um, But also, we all know if it's if it's used wrong, you know, sometimes like any instrument, it could it could often be a distraction. So we're going to go over um, today. We'd like to just talk about some different methods and techniques of playing together with, with two acoustics. This is Grayson, by the way. He's, um, he's, he's one of our worship leaders at Crossroads and phenomenal acoustic guitar player and Whoa. songwriter. <laughs> and so, and we'll do some examples, um, uh, talk about strumming patterns a little bit. 
um, playing around each other. And then I'd like to focus on, on encouraging you guys and giving you some, some tips on doing some capo work because when you're playing, it, whether it's in a band or, or with another acoustic, I mean, a capo can change the whole you know dynamic of, of an entire song, of an entire set. Um, and then we want to talk about dynamics. You know, how do we, how do, when do we sort of soften ourselves? When do we, uh, strumming pattern-wise, when do we sort of increase volume and, and lower volume and, and hand picking? And then we'll talk a little bit about alternate tunings. If anyone's interested in that, um, I'll give you some examples of that. And then along the way, we're informal. We got a small group. If you have some advice to to offer in, uh, questions about certain songs or certain problems you're encountering on the team, um, related to the guitar, of course. Uh, then feel free to just interject anytime you want, raise your hand or offer some, some counsel. We'll just all do this together. Um, uh, with that said, is this, is this already going? Is yep. Okay. So we find ourselves a lot, you know, having multiple acoustic players. And so what I'd like to do is uh, who feels confident that they could... Uh, uh, this might be a little. I should have brought music. Who wants? I, I want two people to come up and play play a song together. Let's say "How Great Is Our God," um, something like that. Two two people. Anybody? Just anybody. Two separate people. How about uh, NG? Sure, we can do NG. You got G? Okay, you. You good? Okay, come on up. I usually do it C, but. Okay, so have you guys ever played together before? No. Okay. Go ahead and play for us. That's that's not it, no.
name out, name out uh, a key and then name out a chord structure that you might want to use. So just any random keys. But the original key of the song is B. B. And we want to use what chord formation? G. G. Okay, so here's what we do. We take the top string of the of the guitar and we pretend that this uh, that this string is now the key of B. Okay, just pretend. This is B. And we want to play it in what, what chord did we say? G. 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 So now I'm gonna I'm gonna start from B and I'm gonna count upwards on the fret. So A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That is the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth fret. So now I keep on the eighth fret. You did it backwards. So did I do it backwards? You, you, you <laughs> did the keys backwards. You counted from the no, key you're going to. B. So, uh, so we're going from B to G, right? So B, B. Am I, why am I? Were we going to do B, the song in G but play the key, the chords in G? We're doing the song in B. Yeah, but we want to play G chords. We want to play G chords. So you want to start with the chords you're going to play in. Right. So we'll be, uh, so we'll be G, playing G in capo six. Capo four. So if the song's in B, we ought to end up on capo four for, for G. That's how we need to end up. It's now in B. So how did you, G, uh, I'm sorry. How did it count that? Uh, I actually wrote it right and I said it wrong. So the, the open, the, the, this is a, the, pretend like this string is a key, is a chord you want to play. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay, so you have there G, A, uh, B. There we go. So it's fourth fret. <laughs> um, it does work. It does work. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's extremely G. helpful, obviously. <laughs> so, okay, so let's say we're in the key of B and we wanted to play A chord. So then we would start, and this would be A, a. B, and then second fret. Does that make sense? A little more privy? Mm -hmm. So let's let's pick two more just just for just to test it out a little bit. Um, let's say the song is in the key of C, and we want to play it in what? E. 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 So we have E, which is R E is E. E F G A B C. So that would be the eighth fret, and then we can play it in the key of E. So all of this is kind of in, in, in talking about playing acoustic guitars together. Um, I'm not sure how much we talked about. I feel like the, the point, one thing I run into a lot is when you're playing acoustic guitar with somebody else playing acoustic guitar, the goal is to um, stay out of the way of each other, both in strumming patterns and in chord voicings. So this helps a lot with the chord voicing, staying out of each other's way. If somebody can throw a capo on and all of a sudden they're playing in a totally different register, that 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 sets the guitars apart, and they're not totally on top of each other um, tonally. And then another another thing is, is strumming patterns, um, which I feel like, which I feel like you were you were doing uh, a little bit when you're when you're playing. I feel like with someone else, and you're trying to be the second guitarist. Essentially, uh, the simpler you can play, the better. Um, a lot of times when I play with another acoustic player, I'll stay out quite a bit, and then when I do come in. I'll, I'll know the kind of the pattern they're strumming, and I'll either I'll either lock it identically if I can, or if I can't, I'll, I'll either just do like straight down strums because mm -hmm. that'll say that'll say pretty it's pretty safe. Um, the one thing you don't want to do 
is both establish your own strumming pattern and just go for it. Because what happens is like you know you're all over, it just becomes a bunch of a bunch of like these jagged uh, percussive notes and it can become a little chaotic. Mm -hmm. But I, all I'd say this this capo trick um, has served me well over the years playing with other music players. So um, and then you know if if you if you talk a little bit about about picking. You're, you know, you're pretty good at that, and that, that can be utilized with, with another guitar. Yeah, that's another great resource, so you guys probably know, but um, as much as you can use dynamics when you're playing a second acoustic guitar, um, you've got two of them, so you might as well do something a little different. So if, if somebody's strumming and it, and it, and it, you know, it merits, you can, you can always just do finger picking. Um, um, some people are more comfortable with that than others, but, but that, that definitely adds a, a dynamic element. You can go from finger picking to like just you know just single strumming. Anything you can do that, that colors it a little bit um, and makes it a little more interesting than both of you um, using a pick all the time can be good. Um, and we'll do a little bit of demo, I think, of that. But yeah, um, let's do let's do Lord I Need You. Okay, so I'll throw, it, I'll, I'll throw a capo on and we'll do it in C. Right? Uh, what, what do you what what so what are you doing? If we're gonna people? if we're gonna do it in C. I want to play it in another, he's going to play it in C, I want to do it in another spot on the guitar, so I'm going to play it in G. And if we look on here, if I throw a capo on the 5th fret, I can play in G and, and uh, we'll be in the key of C still. So I'll do a little picking and we'll just kind of go for it and, and try to utilize some of those techniques to see how each other's way.
get back to thinking. Um, that's kind of the idea, I think, is as much as you can do something different, stay out of each other's way, and when you are going to strum together, lock, you have to lock in the same strum pattern. So kind of either establish that beforehand, or just know what they're doing. And the down strum thing, I could, if I was playing with him, I could... No matter what he does, that'll be pretty safe. Um, and I love being able to go to picking and come out of it, uh, and it, you kind of have the freedom to do that with another acoustic guitar because he's still kind of ringing out and you can transition. Um, I don't know if, if some of you guys like to do finger picking or, or probably are good at it. I'm okay, but um, one of the things I run into when I'm picking and I go from, from pick from strumming to picking is where to put the pick. Uh, I don't think I've ever run into that, but I've lost it a few times. Um, and it's like, well, I guess I'm strumming with my finger for the rest of the song. You know, so. um, some people will drop it up here, which works. I'm just always a little bit paranoid it's gonna fall. And so like, I, uh, I kind of got to where I just kind of keep it like this. Do you do that? Exactly. Yeah, I just, I don't know when I did it. I just started doing it all of a sudden. So I, I, put it, I ended up putting it like this, and then you can still pick. It's right there, and then when you're ready, it kind of takes a little bit of maybe just just messing around with it, like trying to do it. I don't even, I don't know when I started doing that. Just kind of find a set. So many bleeding thoughts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> out of desperation, you Why figure out. A... <laughs> Is it your middle finger? I put it in my middle finger. Oh, okay. And it's kind of like that. So, do you put it in your middle finger? I actually do this thing. I actually just like abandoned picking with my. Do you still pick with that finger? Too? I still pick with that finger. Yeah. So I it's kind of like that. Yeah. Like it, it kind of is the right shape, you know, holding it there. So it works. Watch when you raise your hand. What's that? Watch when you raise your hand. Yeah, just careful. Yeah. I've seen like a little bit of 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 a little you don't have a lot of time to teach the different picking patterns and such, but how do you learn a picking pattern? Um, I know there's lots of YouTube videos, <laughs> but the, you know, like I've, I've kind of got like a few patterns I use, or um, or I'll just kind of make something up if it works for the song. But usually, the way I've learned them is really slowly. So like, I'll break it down to exactly like what is happening, and I'll just mute the strings. And then I'll just really slowly go through it. I won't even do chords, I'll just kind of get it to where it's like muscle memory. And then you can kind of start adding chords. You know? And, um, but just doing it over and over and over and over uh, to where you don't have to think about it. Because if you have to think about it while you're singing or leading, it's, it's really distracting. Um, it just takes some time. Finger picking is a little bit more tricky than strumming, I feel like, for me. Uh, but that's how I learned it. It's just. Is just going over the going over the pattern over and over and over again, quite like um, slowly, slowly and speeding it up as you can. Um, a couple other things. On uh, we'll, we'll maybe go to the key of E now and do, do something there. Um, how many of you guys are familiar with with open chord like open chords, um, open chord facings like when you're playing uh, like just very simple. Um, in the key of E. Uh, how many of you guys just use bar chords? Let's put it that way. Anyone just use bar chords? Okay. Um, I, I've noticed when you're playing in the key of E a lot, these open chords really 
really bring it, can bring a lot of life and just sort of uh, help the flow a little bit because there's a lot of a lot of ringing just rings out. Especially playing by yourself. Yeah, especially when you're playing solo. Um, and so, uh, we'll do a come down fount, and I'll kind of demonstrate just some open e, uh, open chords in the key of E, and I'll just compliment. So we'll just kind of compliment. So I'm gonna throw a capo on because we're in E. I'll throw a capo on and I'll play in C. If you want to experiment with a capo in a different position, then just use a method and find that. And and I also put on that that sheet. Um, I would encourage if you if you if you don't already, if you don't already know, I encourage you guys try to memorize the basic chords in every in every uh, key. And, and of course, there's always variations of like someone throws a G when they're playing an A and it's, it works. And you know, um, there's a number we can get really technical and go into other numbers associated with it and everything. But but for just for simplicity's sake, if you can name the four to five basic chords in, in every key, you'll be good on worship. <laughs> it's always the same patterns. It's always the same patterns. And, so, and if you memorize, if you can memorize them enough that it's like secondhand, it becomes very easy to like know their relationship to where if you throw on a capo, um, you don't need to know chords as long as you kind of got them memorized, that makes sense. Um, that's why I like we use the number system, so that like, you know, uh, you guys are familiar with the number system as well, like uh, the root is one, and then you, so that whatever key you're in, you can call out the chord structure, like one, four, five, six, um, so that no matter what, what key you're in, you're all on the same page of what chords you're playing. That's
really like, you know, uh, his strumming powder is a lot of down strums. And like you said, that's really a safe way to go um, if you don't, if you're not really sure where that person's going, just to kind of keep on that down strum. Um, but some of those open chords, uh, you can do it a lot of different variations of, of E. I mean, you have your standard E chord. Um, I, I like I like this this version too because then you can get to C sharp high, E A E all without moving your pinky, <laughs> which is kind of cool. because so often you get people, because even if they're not doing a down strum, they're trying to get the timing right, but you have ups when the other guy's going down, and it just like, yeah. it gets muddy, like too much, too much. Is, so less is, is more really. Less is all, yeah. In two guitars. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, um, maybe we could just talk about uh, Dad Gab real quick. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kind of same thing. One other option, rather than a, a capo, um, is maybe doing a different tuning if you want to play in a different tuning than the other guitar. Um, which, probably one of the mo which you can do a cut capo. If any of you guys are familiar with cut capo, I feel like they came and went a little bit. Like they were they were in a little while ago. But some people still use them, and if you like them, they're cool. Um, you can also flip a standard capo backwards if you don't want to spend twenty dollars on a new capo. <laughs> Uh, that's one option. And then you've got some... So now he's in E, essentially. Yeah. Um, so the other option, one of the most common like um, alternate tunings is Dadgad, I think. If, if any of you guys have ever played in Dadgad. Why do you explain what's So Dadgad is just basically saying um, the... It's spelling the names of the notes going down. So all you're really doing is lowering both the high and the low E strings down to D. And then the B string is becoming an A, so you're dropping that down almost step. So if you do that, you've got this real droney uh, sound where you can play these one or two or three finger chords. Problem is you're kind of trapped to the to the key of D. Otherwise, it comes really complicated. Unless you, Unless you use a capo, and then you can kind of move around a little bit. Um, so so basically, D would be like here. If you don't have a tuner and you're trying to get there, the, the good news is you have an A and a D string already here, so you can tune it, you know, and you can hear when they match. So if, you, if you're lacking a tuner, you can always drop it on your Like 
can move around a lot in all these droning chords. Droning notes kind of fill in. But, um, but, uh, so the chords would be like D, D minor. So it's basically, so you got real, real simple, like one finger, three finger chords. And it sounds real cool. It's, Is that just an E formation you're using on, on like like the formation on the top? Is it like it's not word? quite? It's a it's like a, so you got the you got the on the ninth fret you got the top two and then skip skip the D and get the next one on the seventh fret. So it's like and then when you slide down, same 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 strings you just move them a little closer together. I like playing with this um, sometimes when I'm playing by myself, but I usually have a second guitar there that's, that's tuned standard so that I'll have to play like everything in the Because it can get a little bit, like when you're by yourself. After a while of it, you can kind of get tired of it. Um, everything sounds the same a little bit. But it can be cool. You want to play something? Yeah. Um, well, how He Loves Us? Yeah, it's How He Loves. If you wanted to play How He Loves, he'll play it in D. Yeah. Just doing like because he's carrying the, the basic structure. Um, 
So that's kind of that's kind of a fun option if you've got maybe a second guitar sitting around and you can do a, another tuning. I know there's lots of other tunings out there, but to be honest, I don't do a lot of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> anybody have any other tunings that they use on a regular basis at all? No. Drop E and C sometimes. You do a couple songs on drop C. The only so the, the only other thing I will do occasionally is and it can be kind of fun is um, just dropping the whole standard tuning down either half step. I've also done, um, I've done it as low as two full steps. That's about as low as I've found you can go without getting into serious trouble. Um, so that's basically where, uh, I've done a couple songs. So one cool thing is if, you're so, if a song, for example, is in B, but you don't really want to play, like, you don't want to play it in B, um, you don't have a capo, whatever, you can t tune the whole thing down a half step um, and play C chords, and then all of a sudden you're in B. Um, there's a lot of great songs in B. Yeah, that you lots of great songs. In, so it's just good to have those options, kind of. If you like, if there's a certain chord structure you really want to use on the song, but uh, the song isn't in that, you have some options either tuning it or throwing capo. But uh, can cannot open up a new kind of realm when it comes to acoustic guitar, and it helps when playing with another guitarist. What else am I talking about? Um, well, uh, I think these are givens, but just to say them. Things that, that sometimes will, will, will throw us off uh, that we just didn't think about. Just little things you want to do before every time you play. Um, always tune your guitar for the worship set. <laughs> you wouldn't think it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, and if you find yourself out of tune in the middle of a worship set, you have to make a decision. <laughs> do I play the next three songs? Is it bad enough to where it's going to be a distraction? Or how do I find a way to tune my guitar but not make it like this weird sort of he's stopping the middle of worship it's awkward and it's weird. And and so to give you really some tips on that, I'm gonna ask Grayson to. <laughs> well, if you can tune before you start the song, yeah. you know, if you got a tuner, don't just assume that your guitar is in tune from the last like three weeks ago um, when you played it. Uh, some people don't have quite as good in ear for tune as other people. Some people are just really good. So like, I always say just like, um, if you don't trust your ear, then just have your stomp box um, that mutes you and you can check it. Cause there's no problem just checking. There's also another, there's a poly, polyphonic, TC something. Uh, yeah, you can hit the, the, the poly tune one, yeah. where you can just hit all yeah. of them and it tells you if one of them is out of, it shows you all the strings at once, and it shows you if one of them is out, it's kind of cool. Um, if you're with a band, you've got a little bit of freedom, because you've got the band supporting you, so if you go into like an instrumental, they're not going to miss the acoustic that much. If they're coming up to a spot where it's going to be just you on acoustic, it's a good opportunity to hit your box and just tune in. Um, you can do it pretty discreetly. Those are cool too because if you're playing a dad gad and he's playing open, we can give you all our tutors because we're a jam, kind of a jam band. Yeah. We do one where she really stretched out jamming versions and stuff. Uh huh. And we are, we're always in danger of somebody going out of keys. Yeah. Hammond and other keyboard player, percussionist, drummer, two drummers, and wow. three guitar players. So it's like we're in always in deep water. Uh huh. So we, it's, those, those are great because somebody's playing an open tuning. Like just bass runs are doing something, it's always you know them down in the five and the six strings are represented. They're, you're, okay, so you use those. You yeah, use those. On the bypass. Yeah. So, so the bypass, there's also a mini one now that you can 
Oh, cool. Whole band and you're understanding. Oh, all it's of super them. Super cool. Oh, I've never yeah. seen that. Wow, that's pretty intense. Yeah, they use Call of Duty to you. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, so, uh, also the other thing, uh, capos can be can be dangerous if your guitar's intonation isn't like perfect. Um, throwing a capo on can throw you out of tune pretty quick. And I so I've noticed um, I either always when I when I throw a capo on I always retune with the capo on, and then when I take it off I have to tune again. Or um, I feel like those Ki- like the Kaiser type capos, the clamp ones, are more notorious for putting you out of tune because they squeeze tight no matter where you are. This type, there's a few ki- kinds that you can you can gauge the tension depending on where you are on the neck. As the neck gets bigger, you can let some of the tension off, so you're not squeezing the, the depth out of the strings and putting them out of tune. That helps. It's it's definitely better. It doesn't put you as out of tune. Um, but all that to say, I've played with a lot of players who like throw they throw a capo on and they just go for it, and sometimes it's like all of a sudden like I can't play with them because it sounds so like by themselves it's okay, but we throw another gu- guitar that's actually in tune on top of it and it just doesn't doesn't sound very good. Uh, so yeah, so tuning, simple but important. Yeah, and just uh, changing the guitar strings regularly just brings some life and vibrance back. Um, uh, building a how many of you guys actually. Any, how many guys lead worship or the worship leader? Yeah. A couple of you guys. Um, uh, I think I just think it's really important in, in building, and it goes a little bit beyond acoustic building. Acoustic building song sets with the keys and lines of the songs that you're in. That you're not like going from G then to E then to B and then to C and then back to E. But there's some there's some fluidity to. I'm gonna do three songs that are in E, and that way I can transition the, the keys. Um, really important. And then uh, Grayson even had mentioned we talked about it, the idea of building a set that, that's constantly moving up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it subconsciously sort of uh, it's really interesting when you start. You're starting in, in, in a, a lower key, and then as the set moves on, you're 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 transitioning keys upwards, and it brings sort of a lift. Particularly, to the service. yeah. Especially particularly if you're going from like um, a slow song or something, and then you're like going to like a more upbeat song, but you're dropping the key down. It can feel a little like deflating. But if you're going from like A and then you and then you're like going to B, it just it, it, it has this natural lift that I feel like can help. You don't have to always do that, but or if you're going from a, a more tempo song and you are dropping down to like a like a, a real like reflective song, um, you don't have to worry about it so much. I feel like it's just something to think about um, when you're planning a set. I don't know how you guys do it. I always I always typically I mean like. There's usually a couple songs I land on that I really, really want to do, mm-hmm. and uh, and so those have sort of established my keys. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sort of like, okay, well, with those in mind, what would be great songs to tie these together? And you know, you kind of know the keys that you want to be in. Um, I don't know if you guys have like a particular, like if you have planning center or something, you've got all your songs in different keys, so you know what your options are. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to do that, but. That's kind of it's a it works for me um, in setting up uh, and and then just like planning out where the tr- if there's any sort of transitions in the service those are great times to change keys if you wanted to do it um, anything you can do to help the flow of worship not be broken up um, intention like you know whether intentionally or unintentionally it just helps I think people maintain that spirit of worship and creates less and less distractions. 
Um, and then, of course, just practice. I mean, just, uh, you know, there's no really easy answer to becoming the player you want to be, except when you stretch yourself to do something that's a little different, uh, something here, just practicing it and, and learning new things. Um, I find that there are very little things you can do with an acoustic that make a huge difference. For instance, going like this, as opposed to like, two fingers, <laughs> you know, little stuff like that, um, just doing suspended chords, um, little movements of the fingers in every, in every like a playing in G is really, you know, if you're picking, I mean, just... fingers again and so find those uh, find those little spots and just practice um, adding some some finger some fingering in there that really will help the dynamics a lot too um, that was kind of so that was pretty much that whole thing sort of built around acoustic guitar and maybe a couple acoustic guitars uh, are the majority of you guys playing with like pretty full-blown bands would you yeah. say like electric guitar drums full full band kind of feel um, so that kind of brings with it a little bit of a different element. When you're, you've got a little bit of a different way of thinking, I feel like, about playing acoustic guitar when you're playing in a band setting. Um, so we can talk about that for a second. I mean, we've got a couple more minutes. Maybe yeah. worth mentioning. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a huge difference to me if I'm leading worship by myself. I'm playing fuller. I'm, I'm, I'm strumming typically consistent, more consistently throughout the song. I'm still trying to utilize the dynamics of, of where I'm going, you know. Uh, but when I'm in a band, I realize, boy, there's a lot of other instruments that can fill my spot. And I need to really choose carefully where I come in, where I go out. And, I mean, uh, when I'm leading, you know, there are times where I can where I can clap or lift my hands and be that leader and, and let the band sort of carry, uh, carry me. And so I think... I, I tend to... Uh, everyone has a different style. I tend to use less of the, of the low-end strings when I play with a band and... And, and tend to just stay lighter on, on the lower strings. Some people do the opposite. Uh, what's your what's your advice? I don't really pay attention to the strings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess overall, I play. Um, I try to play more simply. So like my strum pattern, you know, like like um, uh, like if I was playing this song by myself. Um, um, I think of the song. Uh, so even like this is Amazing Grace. and the bass player is probably doing that. Like, you don't need to do that too. So, like, I, you know... Something different. Just, like, to where I'm not hitting every single thing I would be hitting if I was playing by myself. Because you just don't really have to. 
Um, you can even, I mean, and I then cut myself, out for the whole verse yeah. and don't play for the pre-chorus, or you know, you've got a lot of freedom there, and it's kind of fun because you don't feel um, like it all depends on you at that point. Some of the best times would be worse when we break a string or uh-huh. Like, sometimes we feel we feel afraid and we feel a little naked without our guitar, you know. But right. to to realize, you know, when when there's drums and the bass, you can literally. <laughs> And it gives you a freedom, and it gives you a freedom <laughs> after the song, and then you don't need it. Kick over your hand. Exactly. Crosser and stuff. <laughs> so maybe in the, in the last two minutes we have, um, I know we didn't, we didn't really get too technical, but are there any, any things you guys are running into? Anything you think, I, I'd really like to, to know how to maybe work this better, or uh, some, you know, some... Um, some problems you've been come, you've been running into, or any, any questions you have, any or any advice to add. Um, I mostly play in the key of G, and my voice is like I can't play in the key of G without a capo and sing along because my voice is too high or too low. Mm. And I usually just put a capo on it, but I'm starting to realize that doesn't really just work to put a capo while I'm playing the key of G. So if you have any. What do you mean it doesn't work? Like, because um, one of my teachers, she's helping me play, like, I'll have to go to, like, the sixth oh. fret and then play in key of G yeah. on the sixth fret. Yeah, like, playing the band at that point. Like, yeah, just get the vocal down the fret and then I'm down Well, I mean, the, uh, obviously, I think as you work, as you work to grow in your ability to play, you want to, you, you want to start picking keys, different keys to learn how to play in different keys, so, um, uh, you might find that your voice is perfect for like key of E or something, and that's and so or, you know a lot of girls will like to play there. So you might try to learn the key of E on, on guitar. So yeah. you find that you can play a lot more songs with that. Yeah. Um, and and the key of E is uh, if you've got G down, um, I would suggest try the key of E next to try to learn. There's the, the the five basic chords in there are pretty. You can learn them pretty pretty easily. And, uh, yeah, because when you get when you start cabling too high, especially if you're playing solo, it just can sound. You know, it kind of sounds like you're playing a ukulele or something. Yeah, you know, it's not cool. <laughs> it's just cool for sure. <laughs> uh, um, I know one of the things. Usually, I'm not playing an acoustic guitar when I leave. Um, my wife is usually the one playing the acoustic guitar, and I'm usually playing rhythm on electric, and then we have another lead electric. Yeah. Um, but if you're, I think one of the things that someone told me, especially with like what you say about throwing a capo on, taking a capo off, throwing it out of tune, is that one guy told me about having possibly two of the same guitar, you know, two, two guitars up there, and one is basically just your guitar that you use for when you're playing those capo songs, and you don't have to worry about doing it too much, you know, taking on and off and on and off. And then the other one is just whenever you're playing your open, your open chords. Because usually I'm playing like a my squire telly that I have. Mm -hmm. He's like, if, it's like it's not that much of an expensive guitar. You can buy or even buy a cheaper used one that you have just as that guitar that you know is going to always be in tune to standard, and that's always going to be your open, you know, your open guitar. And another one you can use for those capos. And then like you guys said about working that set around certain keys. I know for me and my wife, we usually 
tend to alternate every other song. So when she's gonna be going into her song and I'm in the key of G, but she wants to go to the key of B, she'll just let me ring it out and then she'll automatically just start so that. I know we've had that situation of making sure that we're not breaking up the worship too much, but there's not too much space in between songs that there's easy transitions. Yeah, so we're doing like every single song in a different key. Right. Like there's never a continuity. Right. Yeah, those are some good points. Um, so do you, do you ever struggle with changing guitars as being kind of an annoyance? Um, usually, um, well I don't do it anymore since pretty much my wife's, my wife's acoustic guitar kind of like went out on her. Oh. So now she uses mine and then so that's pretty much why we, why I ended up having to start using my electric as leading. Okay. So, um, but I know the other group that leads every other Sunday, um, one of the guitars he uses a 12 string and then he also uses a 6 string. And usually what they've done is that usually when there's like a break, someone that prays or we're doing offering or having people um, or someone else is leading a song, that's when he'll use that opportunity to change the guitar. That way there's not much on him. You know, it's not like everybody else is waiting on him to change that guitar because he has to start the next song. Yeah. So just using, like you said, using those breaks mm -hmm. to maybe tune or whatever it is, um, using them to your advantage. Yeah. Did we use the, a planet wave capo, the, I think it's like the tri-action one? I think that's what it's called. It's like this. Is it the one with the knob on the back? Kind of, yeah. Um, it has like a little pick holder on the bottom. I have one of those for my other guitar. I've seen them. It's just like this. I can go all over the place and it doesn't go out of I had one and I lost it, but I think I know, yeah. where, I think I know what church I left it at, so I'm going to go back there. Because <laughs> I want it. It was, it was similar. It had a, it had a, a torsion, like a tension torsion. Had like a tension knob on the back yeah. of it to where like um, you you just kind of drop it on and you just turn it to where it feels like it's got them all mm -hmm. once it's got all the strings. And that one I feel like I don't really tune it when I when I drop that one yeah. on because it, it's 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 pretty it's, dialed. It's made so that it no don't where you're at in the neck it puts the same tension. Right. It's, so it's kind of on this one is this yeah. roller, 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 roller yeah. Yeah. It's just no matter where it goes whether it's it just stretches that way <clears> it works the tension, well. Yeah, the, that's where the tension. Because evenly, that's why like this, it also it's also curved. Yeah. Instead of just being straight and flat, and you know, so that way it has on both sides. Sure. Yeah. And they're using this. Yeah. They're a little bit more for capo. They are, but it's totally worth it. Guitar, it's cheaper than it's and it's way worth the money than tuning every single time you do a capo. Those ones you can use with one hand. These ones are a little more tricky. Yeah. So that's, I know. I have, this is my backup, but I, I don't like the fact that you have to use two hands for it. Uh, and uh, I also like to encourage you guys to uh, stretch yourselves in regards to your strumming patterns. Um, uh, an easy way, to, uh, like Grayson said, I mean, there's there's tons of YouTube videos to do. You know, just look up strumming patterns. You don't need us to sit here and teach you. It's they're available. But um, I know for me, just throwing on modern, you know, some of the some of the more recent worship stuff that's out there. And getting a chord sheet in front of me, and forcing myself to to play it that actually sounds in step with what they're doing. You know, it doesn't sound just like uh, me. <laughs> we all know what that is, right? That's that's how I that's how I strum all the time. I always do that little that little upstrum right there. Right? Yeah. Now I'm going to force myself to try to determine, and this is really hard to that strumming pattern that they're doing. And, and if I was playing in that band, would I fit? You know. Um, that's always a good way to stretch yourself because a lot of times I think if we get stuck in our patterns and we're playing with 
people who are playing songs that that weren't around when we developed the patterns like 10 years ago, and they've changed. Uh, that it, it sound you, you know it's going to sound it's going to have that that choppiness or that that distinctness. So um, that's more of just an encouragement. Just just listen to listen to a lot of worship music. Try to try to blend your 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 showing patterns in. It's just going to stretch you and help you help you really grow in that area as well. Anything else? Uh, hope those sheets are uh, somewhat helpful for you guys, and uh, thanks for coming. Who wants to close us in a word of prayer? Be great. Lord, we thank you for this time together. You are a great and awesome God, and Father, we know that uh, we're here for a purpose today—to be refreshed, to be uh, exhorted, encouraged, and uh, Father, just. Uh, renewed for the work that you have for us to do. I pray that you would just uh, yoke our hearts together, knit us together, Lord. Help us to uh, develop new friendships today. Help uh, each other to keep our arms raised in uh, the times to come, Lord. Just help us to be humble and ready for all that you have for us, Lord. In the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Thanks, guys.